at you with another episode of the Unladylike Lounge podcast, and I am joined with Kirk Nurmi. Some of you may know him as a high-profile criminal defense attorney, and we are here to get to know him a little better. Um, Kirk, how are you doing today? I'm feeling fantastic. It's a great winter day here in the Phoenix area, so yeah, it's a day, yeah. Wonderful. So you're not dealing with all the snow that we have here in Wisconsin. That is awesome. I love to hear that. No, I shouldn't tell you. It's probably about 75 degrees and and bright sunshine. (laughs) Just rubbing it in. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Kirk, thank you so much again for joining us. We appreciate having having a bit of your time and being able to bend your ear. Um, Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what... What brought you to podcasting? Uh, I'm sure a lot of, well, a lot of our listeners have actually been like, there is no way that this guy agreed to do a podcast. There is no way he he is into doing that kind of thing. What what made you interested in doing this kind of stuff? Boy, that's, that's a big, big question. Well, most people know me, uh, as you said, as a, as a high-profile defense attorney. I was the lead counsel in the Doty Arias trial. Uh, which began in 2013 and really kind of lives in uh, infamy in the, in the true crime community, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, after that case uh, was over, uh, I cancer entered my life, stage three non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I had to, there I was in my late 40s, I was disenfranchised with the practice of law, something I'd built up for a long time, and I made the decision that if, and I say if because I went to the dark place whether or not I was going to go in the chemo chair because um, life was, you know, there was a lot of despair at that point in time. You know, I'd been um, living in infamy, uh, canceled, if you will, to some extent um, for having to do a job that I didn't want to do because Jody Ernst was so hated. A lot of that hate went towards me. Um, when I when I went into that chemo chair, I made the decision that I was going to live wasn't going to live my remaining years the way I had my prior years were I fortunate enough to survive cancer. So once that decision was made, it became a matter of making the choices that led to my life changing. And that meant, you know, I knew right away, for example, that the cancer was caused by the stress of being Jody Arias's lawyer and doing, you know, death penalty work in her regard. So um, I eventually broke free from the practice of law, um, which is a hard one, but I made happiness my beacon instead of any kind of, you know, we get caught up in our roles and our jobs, and to some extent they become our identity. And, and I made the choice to kind of uh, divorce uh, myself from that identity and start using happiness as my beacon. So that beacon inside I've, I've done uh you know i do tv work i've been on some major talk shows i talk on poor tv uh on a regular basis i've been a long crime network i do these different things and but beyond that true crime you know because there's more to me than that i took um some some of the lessons i learned while dealing with infamy and cancer and put them in a book called defend your greatness and your greatness such an important thing because so much to put it in a in the most simplified terms is that so much of our individuality which i would tie as our greatness it's kind of 
crushed by society in, 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 a, in, a, in a, what I call the demon of practicality or conformity, what have you, right? We're supposed to act a certain way, what have you, along with, with our identity. So, um, so writing that book became important. And then, like I say, all these media things just kind of uh, unfolded. And um, so I like, um, you know, I do many podcasts because I like to have conversations like this that go beyond crime and hopefully help people you know i've got a couple uh shows coming out next year that are fitness shows um because uh i decided that when i became when i moved from my cancer being in remission to becoming cancer free in 2021 because it's a five-year process for anyone who's battled they know that you're in remission for five years and you're cancer free afterwards and that's when I got with the great people at Radical Body Transformation, which is an Amazon Prime uh, fitness and weight loss show. And so, but that led to um, two fitness documentaries coming out next year. So uh, I'm excited about being part of that. And, you know, what happiness is unique and it's not very limiting. So I work as an actor. I've worked as a model. Um, I still do my public speaking. So it's just such a, a, a limitless beacon. Um, that it's it's such a joy and it, it gets me to, to many different as it were. So, uh, that's why I love uh, I love being here. So wonderful. That is that is awesome to hear. And for everybody who's you know brain is just swirling with all of these projects that he's working on. Brett Knott, I will be sure to link all of his projects in the description box below so that you can keep up with him and uh, follow along with all of his projects. Um, you did mention the negative things that came along with with your career before you broke free of that. Of that. Um, are there things that come along with not just that particular case, because we don't want to just dwell on one particular case, but I know like Growing up, one thing that I wanted to be was a defense attorney, and a lot of people said, you know, there's going to be times when there are things that you don't agree with that are going to come your way with being a defense attorney, and you're still going to have to go into it unbiased and, and defend these things. Are Is that a more difficult part of the job than people realize? Is that something that, that carries that... that kind of comes with the territory that you kind of end up taking home with you for people out there who are looking to go into that line of work? Well, I would say this. In terms of one of the sayings that a criminal defense attorneys have, it's about the Constitution and not the client. And what you're really defending each and every day is the Constitution, not necessarily the client. Defense attorneys don't endorse crime or don't uh, defend a particular act, as it were. We defend constitutional rights of everyone that comes across the desk, as it were. One of the other things I would say to that is sometimes people are, in fact, wrongly accused. I mean, we see many people, uh, Anand Syed just uh, released here maybe a few weeks ago, 21 years in prison and wrongfully convicted. Um, defense attorneys play a certain uh, particular role in our in our constitutional system, and I think it's important that we have people that are that are doing just that. Absolutely, absolutely, and I commend you all for all of the hard work that you do. It is it is so important, I believe, that people understand um, just how hard 
a, a defense attorney's job is. You know, there's there's so many ins and outs and intricacies that come along with it. Um, like I said, coming into it unbiased and having to understand just what it is that you're having to uphold and 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 having to look at. And I I commend you for for all of the hard work that you've had to do. That is, it it was such a, a such a passion of mine coming up and and going into criminal justice after high school, and then just with people, you know. I, I call them dream crushers, you know, the well and the butt, and I'm just like, why, why go there? But no, it's it's commendable, and like you said, so many wrongfully accused and wrongfully convicted. It's it's so unbelievable how how many times that that even one is just too many, but to see how many are are being freed, it's it's incredible. It really is. Well, it sounds like it sounds like I hate to interrupt you, but it sounds like you needed your greatness defended. I mean, um, yes. you know, and that's kind of the premise of the book because in the book I tell my story about you know when I got out of high school, I was a I don't know C plus type student, and everyone says, "Oh, you're not going to get into law school. Mm-hmm. You're you not you're just not going to cut it in a four year university. You need to search another path, become a cop, things of that nature." Right? Yeah. And that passion was still in me, and ultimately, when those voices telling me why I shouldn't do it became more echoes, constant voices, I finally gave myself permission to do it. Really, those naysayers. If something's in your heart, and that's kind of happiness as a beacon and defending your greatness, you're going to need to do it. And I don't think you're going to be completely happy until you do. Yes, that's that's something that I'm still struggling with to this day. That's still something that I I feel like is still a passion of mine. I still still struggle with that. So I'm still it's still on the table. It's still out there. So I'm you're still, young, my friend. You're young. Yes, for sure, for sure, and I I appreciate you. I I feel like there's gonna come a day when I'm like, you know what, Kirk told me to go for it, even though there's all these voices that say why shouldn't Kirk told me I should go for it. So I feel like that that could definitely be a thing for sure, for sure. Now you did mention um that cancer was something that kind of um and and I am so sorry that you had to go through that battle so many people's lives are just completely shattered by that kind of diagnosis it's just life changing no matter how how the outcome comes about um you did mention that it kind of drove this divorce as you put it from your your career and kind of sp- kind of projected you towards something something different and I I wouldn't say greater I'll leave that to you to however you'd like to put it um what would you say life is like now compared to when you were living as as an attorney how would you say you know you have all these projects you have you know your your fitness journeys you have your your media journeys what would you say that is like what you know, how would you compare that as as opposed to your life as an attorney? Because obviously it was a passion of yours. It, it was a passion of mine, but, you know, I think obviously we change, right? I mean, mm-hmm. over time we change. We're not like some people that go into college and maybe they take an accounting course because they got a crush on someone that's in the accounting class and that becomes their major, right? And, you know, the, 
those of us who are a little older, if you might stay in the same career even though you have no passion for it, whether it's law or anything else, right? And because it's like, I don't know if you're familiar with Wayne Dyer, a great spiritual teacher, but one of the things he said is, you know, you keep you keep in this job that you don't like because you chose it at 19 or 20. You're essentially taking advice from a 19-year-old, career advice from a 19-year-old. But I'll tell you the difference is that passion can wane. And when that passion wanes, then that's when we need to shift to follow those passions. Right? So yes, I could have this passion for the law, and I still like talking about it on, on, on the various mediums that I do, right? I still enjoy that aspect of it. But my passions lie, lie elsewhere. Too many times we don't recognize that, right? I mean, I've had so many friends of mine, older than me, they're just looking to run out the clock. That they have a, you know, those retirement clocks, retirement countdown calendars, those kind of things. And, you know, I have a buddy of mine who says, hey, only nine more years of this stuff, right? And I'm thinking, is that a way to live? And so one of the things, going back to cancer and using happiness as a beacon, it's it's about also about living with passion. I'm passionate about everything I do. So that's the big difference because you can have a passion about something. It can wane because you've changed over years, right? I mean, you say every seven years, it's said that you're a completely different person. I mean, the cells in our body change, how we look at things change, what have you, right? I mean, I was joking. As a kid, you couldn't get me to eat Brussels sprouts. Now I love them, but they, and I'm still the same person. And that's a, that's a silly example, but it illustrates kind of the reality of how we change and how we don't account for that necessarily in our careers and how we just are, are just punching the clock going through the book. I think that's the biggest deal because, you know, cancer makes your mortality a reality. And, yes. you know, you think you don't really think about it you're say you're 30 or 40 you think well maybe that's something 30 or 40 years down the road or i'm going to get hit by a bus and whatever and but you don't think about really living with your days that you have and really living with a with, with passion and adjusting to the changes in passion absolutely absolutely and i think that that's something that our own ladies tend to tend to discuss quite frequently actually is is trying to make our days count and trying to find our passions because we were we have a lot of unladies who have as you said you know we we found our passion at one point or another but we're kind of finding ourselves burning out and stopping to think well is it too late to to go after this new dream? Is it too late to go after this new passion of mine? Is it, you know, can I start something fresh? And I think that this this discussion we're having is really something that they really needed to hear. Um, I think that this is going to motivate a lot of people to go after a lot of a lot of passions that they're they're really feeling like, you know, maybe it's too late and they're going to start thinking, you know what, it's it's not. It's time for me to, it, the time is now. The time is now. And I appreciate you for, for giving them the courage that they needed to, to drive them in the right direction. Well, you know, one of the things that I thought was a great, this is a great teaching, you know, depending on what that 
passion is or what have you, you know. Um, let's say you're 50 years old and you need a, a two-year degree to become a nurse and you're really passionate about becoming a nurse, right? Yes. Well, you're going to turn 52, assuming you live, you're going to turn 52 either where you're at yes. or with a nursing degree. Which do you want? And, and that is really an easy switch. I mean, obviously, everybody's going to have their own example, but but listen, if it makes you smile and is passion, and also I would say this too, the more you have that passion inside you, the more unhappy you're going to be during when you're tethering yourself to the situation because your spirit wants to go somewhere else. And if you tether yourself to a job you don't like, you know, dying with regrets is one of the you know, biggest fears that I guess that I would have or would have had. Had I continued my legal career or what have you, I probably would have died with some regrets. And now it's not going to happen. That is wonderful to hear. That is wonderful to hear because I, I think that's a fear of a lot of people. I know that that's a fear of mine, a, a deep fear of mine. Um, a lot of people have this, we have this running joke um, in my close circle of friends and family, I went to college for massage therapy and criminal justice. And everyone's like, that doesn't make sense. Those two things don't match at all. But I had a, a great passion for both of them at the same time. And, um, I couldn't quite pick what I wanted to do. And I said, why not do both? And, um, they, everyone's just like, well, I get, you know, she did it, whatever she did it. And now I don't, I dabble in a little bit of both, but not quite all of either at the same time. And I just, you know, as you said, just no regrets, live with no regrets whatsoever. Where can my audience find more of you, your project, and your book? And don't forget, I will link them in the description box below so they will have all of your information. Well, right now, uh, the best place to go, and I need to update my website. I haven't been very good at that, but com is... Uh, is my website and that has a link to all my books and when I get appearances back going I've got a one-man show that I've been too busy to, to get back going but uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing that and uh, yeah people can go to kirknermy.com and I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Nermy Unchained and then I put up things there as well so wonderful wonderful and they can find your book there as well yeah, KirkNermy.com, there's definitely a link to, to all my books. I've written a couple books on the, I've written eight books, by the way. But, wow. Uh, yeah, I was quite prolific for a while. I haven't done so in a couple of years. I, I guess I, I hit a stall point, but uh, uh, yes, I've written eight books and uh, some on the Aries trial, two on the Aries trial and uh, Defend Your Greatness, which is a personal favorite because so many people have told me that they've got out of it in terms of in terms of their lives and recapturing really who who they want to be unfiltered from um from the naysayers or people that want to impose conformity on awesome wonderful do you have any tips tricks guidance advice on absolutely anything for our audience members before we wrap for the day yeah i do um i want to stress the importance of, when we talk about all of this, whether it's your following your passion, connecting to it, um, your identity, stress, everything else, is I want to emphasize the importance of self-care. Because so many times, so many people, and especially uh, females, tend to 
put themselves behind others. Mothers constantly putting their kids ahead of them, their spouses ahead of them, maybe what have you, right? And we have the old uh, adage about, you know, you go on a plane, they say, put your mask on yourself first before you assist others. That always is something that makes people kind of, oh my goodness, how can I do that? I got to get my kid first. But you can't help others unless you take care of yourself. And when you take better care of yourself, I think you connect more to those passions. So what I do, and I'll, I'll be real quick, um, I always encourage people to make a what's called a when life works. You've probably had a few days in your life where, you know, everything's going right, you hit all the green lights, you, you're, you're feeling good, what have you. My guess is that there's a reason behind that. You might be going to bed early, you might be getting enough sleep, you might be eating healthier than you normally do, you might be exercising, what have you. And that when life works list, and it could be different things for different people. Like for me, it's, it's eating healthy, it's getting up at 4.30 in the morning, it's working out every day. There's just different things. And when life starts getting off balance, you can have that on your fridge or, or somewhere on your desk or what have you, and you can look at that and go... Yeah, I'm not doing enough of those things. Like those things that make you happy, whether it's watching a movie, spending time with your your dog or cat or whatever it is, you start doing those things, I think you're going to have a happier life. You just write that down, check it in, and just look at that. And when you do those things, I think you're going to find each and every day in, in your life in general to be a happier process. So I would encourage everybody out there to, to drop a when life works list. This takes five minutes of pen and paper and just check in with that list periodically to see where you're at. That is some wonderful advice. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the advice. Thank you for the guidance. It is wonderful to hear from you. To our ladies, unladies, gentlemen alike, it has been my pleasure to, to have you with us as well today. And as you all know, I love you fiercely.